Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Julie from Iowa, and I apologize for the ambient noise here. It's raining in Iowa, and I'm sitting in a, a you know fast food place, not to eat, of course, but to, to share, hopefully, my experience, strength, and hope. I'm, uh, uh, I'm a compulsive overeater, and I'm a 100-pounder, and... Uh, 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 and I'm going to pray that just something I say will help somebody, you know. Oh, my heart power. Thank you so much for my life today. Where I'm at, again, I'm sorry about the ambient noise. It's that um, my top weight was 310 pounds. I went for the gastric bypass in 2004, and I only lost 30 pounds because the problem wasn't in my stomach size or anything else. It was in my head, between my ears. And I had tried, you know, in and out of OA a few times. Um, I was, I'd been in 12 steps since so about 1980, you know, Alan, you know, listen to that. Um, so uh, I've been diagnosed with various fancy, you know, diagnoses. I, even, I had, you know, symptoms of fibromyalgia, symptoms of depression, uh, uh, where I slept 18 hours a day, so I don't want to sit my therapist and my, my, my psychiatrist and listen to that. You know, taking <clears throat> multiple medications and just, you know, the life wasn't worth living. The only thing I had, if any pleasure was going was eating. And um, <clears throat> when, when um, I stopped being able to work because of my condition, I also have uh, a com- complex post-traumatic stress disorder, um, you know, where the trauma is like repeated several times every day, you know, in, in one you know, lifetime, childhood, whatever. And so... You know, you, you, just, you don't get it, but you know. Anyway, what's the point? The point is that I, I'm I'm recovered, recovering today. Uh, I I um I started to have really really bad flare-ups of the fibromyalgia beginning January of 2008, and I was in complete denial that my food, you know, eating had anything to do with it. Nothing to do with it. And mind you, I've been the the yo-yo. Diets here and diets there, and I mean, you know, we're talking about not being able to do the proper YBD do and this and that. I had an eating buddy who was even twice my size, and and um, <clears throat> we spent a lot of money on food and eating, and you know, um, and we thought I, I think we both thought that you know we, we love food, you know, but there was that deep emptiness. I remember towards the end of my uh, compulsive eating. Uh, uh, I would eat a full dinner and a full dessert in the back of the booth where, where there was, it was the only place I could fit because for some reason they hadn't made it so that there was there was space between that. There was more space that I could actually fit. There was the rest of the chairs, booths I couldn't fit. That meant I couldn't socialize with anybody either. It was fine with me because I'm terrified of people. I'm still afraid of people, but I'm doing a lot better. Anyway, so... Um, uh, anyway, fast forward, the pain was getting worse and worse, losing my ability to walk, frankly. And, you know, I had been a martial artist uh, for a few years as a young person. For me to lose the ability to walk was tantamount to death. And um, I was um, working with a, a an action partner, another 12-step program who lived in Israel, and we would chat every night or so. And... Uh, something cracked where I, you know, I think either October or early November, I started to say to her, you know, I'm not, I'm not in real trouble 
walking. I, I'm going to I'm going to need a walker wheelchair. Can't fit a wheelchair in my apartment. I'm telling her. And then she opened up and said, "Well, try 90 day." And uh, I had no idea it had any connection with OA because because in my mind OA had failed me. I had failed it. You know, it wasn't working for me. So when I first got on the meeting, I said it might have been actually December 5th. Yeah. Yeah, December 5th, 2008. I was completely desperate because what I was seeing was that anytime I had any sugar at all, the pain was just like massive. And, you know, no amount of pain pills or anything would take that away. And it might have been swelling. You know, they they, they were giving me a medication, uh, you know, for specifically for liver, uh, excuse me, for, um, no fibromyalgia, Lyrica, and it actually made the pain much worse. So <clears throat> I knew then that it wasn't medicine that was going to cure me or fix me. Uh, and in between that first meeting, December 5th, 2008, you know, I was very disappointed. I told her, hey, you know, uh, uh, I didn't realize this was OA. Uh, but I was, you know, I, I, I was, I really got the dis- gift of desperation. I sat in the, at night in, in, in the, in the, um, I almost said phone booth, the um, bus stop, and realized very soberly, I was on my way to, you know, mind you, take a bus, you know, uh, six blocks to the, uh, you know, local diner, all-night diner, and I realized very soberly that at 47, I realistically, this came to me like a reality, that I had maybe 18 months to live, and nothing to live for. But it was was very sobering, because I wasn't highly emotional about it, but it was like... Gee, you know, is is this all I get in like, you know, 47 years? So anyway, I think that my friend in Israel was praying for me because a few days later she revealed to me that she had 22 years of abstinence and that she followed, um, you know, a particular brand of OA that, you know, does the 90-day with the no flour and no sugar and weighing and measuring certain other things. And so... I said, look, if she's, she has 22 years, that means that it's a long-term viable lifestyle. And so what that meant was that I had to really admit that it was what I was eating that was leading to my inability to walk and, 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 and the pains, not only in my legs, my whole body. I couldn't even get out of bed for three weeks at one point. Around that time, I brought home some sweet things to reward myself and to prove to myself, hey, I got control. You know, I, I'll eat a few of these and put them in the refrigerator and huh, I'm not going to eat them all at once. You know, that, that, that's really the mark of a compulsive overeater. I got control, you know. Well, within half an hour, I had the most agonizing pain and I woke up. I woke up, the light, went up, a light bulb went on, I realized I am killing myself with the sugar. Anyway, five days later, I was struck abstinent. Uh, it was my first day of abstinence. I didn't know my ass from a hole in the wall about abstinence, except I kept showing up at the, at that at the dining day meetings. And and the the thing that was kind of good about it was that I was not permitted to share until I actually had 90 days. And so it was like there's an additional incentive. Number one, I wanted to live. Uh, uh, number two, uh, uh, I want to be able to share because there was so much going on emotionally. And you know, when I, when I peeled away the food. All the traumas came up, all the emotions came up, but I, but I was at that point, you know, I didn't care anymore uh, what it was that I might have to go through or suffer because I knew that I was going to die if I continued, right? So anyway, I had a 36-day really, really, really horrible withdrawal. I'm very, very deeply grateful that that's what happened because it would keep me from, you know, make me think twice about uh, being casual, about picking up 
a sweet this or a, a whatever that, you know, gluten, that, whatever, you know, that, that, that uh, you know, it disagrees with my body and, and my psyche and, and, and causes the disease to get started again, you know. Now, the thing is that, that it isn't just the body that, that is tormented by my eating, you know, being compelled or wanting, desiring to eat things that would hurt it, right? It's the crazy mind. I got a crazy mind. I got a crazy mind and I need a higher power to help me you know and um, you know I was told by a sponsor many years ago in another program you know if you have a fire in the house you call the fire department because they're a higher power if you got a crime somebody attacking you you call the police and that's a higher power so and then I also um, drastically, you know I started working steps immediately immediately you know um, I um, I uh, had a sponsor briefly for th- for three weeks. She's a, she was a brand new person herself, and, and her, her 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 problem was the uh, anorexia. And, and um, so, um, in that period of time, um, she tried her best. She 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 didn't rush me. She tried to help me with that food plan, but five times that we were supposed to speak, she didn't she didn't turn up. And it was because she 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 was yet early. But I was in a rage, right? And I realized I had a choice. Okay. Do I say F it, you know, uh, you know, out of out of rage and just eat eat whatever the whatever I felt like, you know, out of rage. Oh, I'll show her, right? And I thought, you know, um, as angry as I am, I'm going to contain this anger. And boy, that anger lasted oh about five six days. Boy, I mean, just just rage. And I realized, you know, it, it's either face this rage or die. There was no other choice. Anyway, fast forward to uh, I got to a place where I was um, willing to, you know, no flour, no sugar. I was willing to, I didn't care what, what, what it was. I was willing to go to any length because, you know, I was really spiritually on my knees, on bloody knees. I was going to die. So if this was going to give me a chance. And, then, and what I noticed is that, as, like I mentioned, the emotions came up overwhelming. I didn't know what to do with them at all. So what I did is, you know, what they recommended is, you know, Go down the list. You know, I have maybe 10, 20, 30 phone numbers. I didn't know any of these people. I was terrified. But, but again, I was more afraid of dying than I was afraid of being rejected or whatever by, by people, right? And being a newcomer, you kind of have that advantage. You could say I'm a newcomer and a little bit extra kind to you, you know. So I, emotionally, I, I say if my nose itched, I would pick up that phone and I would just call. If I didn't get somebody, call the next, the next, the next, the next. And um, I eventually got some people, and the point being is that it was the effort involved, that I was willing to go to any effort, any inconvenience, any pain, any suffering, in order to, 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 to cooperate with my higher power and save my life, because he loved me, you see. And, um, you know, uh, my higher power is different than God, because God is kind of that, to some degree, that angry, distant uh, fellow in the sky. For me, I had to have just a, a square, right? Uh, uh, what hel- helped me to believe that the higher power cared enough about me to, 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 to help me restore my sanity and, and care, cared about what I ate. The thought about, you know, every time I got a cut, it always healed. And how did that happen? I didn't do it. You know, and that's mighty, you know, a, a mighty God or my, mighty higher power. So I needed a higher power was all loving, all kind, all non-judgmental, all non-critical, and all non-controlling, even though I would stick 
like glue and still stick like glue to my higher power because I don't know nothing, number one, and number two, I'm crazy. And I'm lovable. So, but I forget that all the time. I was trying to some, find some other stupid way to punish myself or hurt myself. I'm getting a lot better, about, a lot better about that. So again, that's 14 years now, a little over 14 years. And anyway, the first month I think I lost 14, and I wasn't thinking about weight loss. I was just thinking, I, I want to stay alive. I want to save my life, okay? And I want this new, new way of life. You know, it's, it, it's terrifying and, and emotions are unma- unman- completely unmanageable. Joy was uh, came later, and that was even more unmanageable than the rage and whatever. So um, got sponsors. And anyway, the point is, by February, mind you, I threw away the cane, and I was able to walk normally, no pain. I was able to walk briskly, and you know the weight was coming off. Uh, but again, the focus wasn't on that. The focus. I wanted to stay alive. Well. Maybe two or three months into it, somebody asked me to sponsor them, someone who is a chronic relapser, and I said to them, you know, gee, uh, you know, I'm new in the program, I don't know nothing. But this was an individual who had the humility. So I said to her, look, would it be all right if, 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 if you know, waited, you know, another three months to like maybe have six months? And anyway, what was the point? The point was, that eventually, I, I, I got to hear her fifth step, you know, in an airport somewhere as she was traversing, you know, we had half an hour and. Anyway, the humility of that person, and she's remained absent ever since, you know. And anyway, the point that I'm trying to make is, now fast forward to where I'm at right now, is that a number of things I know that I have to watch. One is when I'm, it's not so much when I'm in a rage, because that's all out there, and I'm fully conscious. Let me know when I have five minutes, nice and loud, thank you. When I'm, when I'm in a rage, right, because it's all out there, I know how I'm feeling. But it's when I'm kind of angry and I'm kind of saying, oh, I can handle this. I don't need to go to a meeting. I don't need to work this stuff. I don't need to write about it. I don't need to call anybody. I can handle this, right? That's when it might be dangerous for me to, um, oh, well, I can have a little extra with it. You know, and it's very sneaky that way. You see, like, oh, maybe just a little extra. Yeah, well, maybe you, know, you worked hard today. You, you deserve a little extra protein, blah, 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 right? So that's one thing I had to watch. And then... <laughs> Another thing I got to watch is um, every moment, every moment. And it's like, uh, I hate to tell you newcomers, it's heartbreaking for news to tell you, but it is something that I, even after 14 years, still have to, have to, wa- have to watch every moment. Because I'm crazy. I have a crazy mind. And I need a, every moment a higher power to hold me and to love me and to redirect my thinking. So... Um, Anyway, I'm at a place where I moved a thousand miles away from my home six months ago. I don't know nobody here. I got no family, nothing. Today I was feeling very. I, I overworked last night and had a deep, 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 deep disappointment. I'm still trying to find a place to live. I'm in a motel now. Uh, money's low. Food is low. Uh, and you have five I, minutes. Oh, thank you so much, timekeeper. And so with that, I, I've been feeling, you know, trying not to allow myself to get into that feeling sorry for myself because I've been in, in the hotel room. And and um, I hate to tell you also, in a few days in April, first time in my life, I had to sleep on the street, you know, and then in May as well. But, you know, I'm also in both money programs, and so this will not happen this month. But I'm looking for a place to live. And, and um, unfortunately, the world, and obviously I must not be the only one, but the world, the world uh, you know, uh, when they see someone who's vulnerable, uh, you know, I've, I was subjected to bullying all my life. And so how I handled it was to avoid, avoid, avoid. People please, people please, people please. Say yes when I meant no. Since I've been in OA, I've been getting better and better and better at feeling 
justified feeling that I deserve to say no. I guess this, this is what we're talking about, boundaries, you know, psychological, emotional, spiritual boundaries, physical boundaries, you know, uh, physical boundaries being, you know, my meal starts this time, meals end that time. I don't eat again for the four hours. I have three meals a day. And it's funny because I was terrified to only eat three meals a day. But what has happened is that we became willing, you know, anytime I'm afraid to do something, I always ask, God, please give me willingness to do it. Within a day or two or three, the most, I'm given that willingness. As for the steps, I um, did an exhaustive fourth step. Uh, and one, I, as far as I'm concerned, I'm, I'm never done with the step because I've got a crazy mind. And this one bothers me. The other one bothers me. This one don't like me. You know, um, I don't like that one. You know, and it's like infantile mind. And, you know, it's not, it's not going to change. We're going to grow up. What I'm finding is a couple of things. I am enjoying life a lot more. Instead of being in pain emotionally all the time, which I was for decades and years, I'm finding I'm, I'm able to speak to people with love and friendship and, and if they're devious or they've got a problem, I don't take that on and say, well, that, and blame myself and say, that's, that's my fault. Now I've got to go fix it, clean it up, or kiss their feet so they wouldn't hurt me, this and that. Um, I feel joy. I feel happiness, happiness a lot of the time. Uh, fear of economic insecurity has just about been lifted. Thank God. And instead of being afraid of people now, I'm getting better at, you know, if somebody's inappropriate to me and wants to bully me, I'm better at pushing back enough not to become a mean, horrible, hateful, spiteful person, evil person, but just giving a little, a little nudge, a little push back to say, hey, 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 you know, I exist, there's a boundary, you know. And um, it, it has been hard, though, because I'm in a strange land and, um, with strange ways, and um, you know, I came from New York City, and, and uh, it's a little tough. Let's put it that way. But um, one thing I also have to watch is that if I overwork, my tendency is to want to 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 eat out, right? And, and there's something I cannot afford at all to do. So I'm trying to be very careful. Uh, I kind of did it last night because again, looking for a place to live, and and uh, there were li- there were lies and falsehoods told me. Is that about, is that that time? You have two minutes left. Oh, thank you so much, timekeeper. Yeah. So I hope to God it's said something that's helpful to people. You know, I was one of my sponsors had told me and always ended her emails with, no matter what, meaning abstinence, no matter what. You know, and I'm on a meeting every day because, like I said, I've got a crazy mind, and when I think I got this thing licked, oh boy, am I in trouble. I'm serious, folks. I'm serious. When I think I can handle it, oh, and, and incidentally about any kind of relapse, I always went to relapse recovery meetings at the very beginning, still do, because I want to I warn myself, try to see the early warning signs of what a relapse is. The first, the first thing to go is the mind and the judgment and uh, getting into thinking, thinking, and biting, biting people back, you know, and, and not accepting love and, uh, you know, and, and focusing on my traumas, this and that, and, and I'm getting away from all that. I'm not longer identify, identify myself by my traumas. You know, I identify myself by beautiful qualities God gave me, kindness and beautiful thinking and, and wishes to help myself and others and the joy in nature, which I'm surrounded with now. Uh, so I'll just wrap it up by saying that, um, so there's been great improvement by the grace of God. And I have much greater tolerance for discomfort, necessary discomfort. And I'm removing the unnecessary discomfort that I always had put myself through. So what's the takeaway here? The takeaway here is 
no matter what, abstinence no matter what, one, se- one minute at a time for me, one second at a time. Uh, and it's, it's very sneaky. It'll, it'll tell me, oh, oh, well, yeah, you can have an extra whatever, whatever, right? You know, a piece of whatever. You know, it's like, nope. And, and when I say no to myself, it feels so good. You know, first it you know, pinches a little bit. It feels so good. And the final thing I will say is that, of course I've forgotten it naturally, um, is that um, I'm at a meeting every day because uh, my emotions... I need a connection with a higher power, but I can't do it alone. I got, I got to do it with y'all, see? And I hope to heck I help somebody, some newcomer, some old-timer, some relapser, some non-relapser, you know. Um, oh, and one final thing, and that is that they tell us that the person who has the most abstinence, most time, is the person who got up the earliest in that day. So I'm, and I am feeling that joyous, happy, and free. Even though I'm homeless, I am feeling that joyous, happy, and free. Not always, but a good lot of the time. Anyway, I'm Julie from Iowa, and I'm in Central Time. My number is a Brooklyn number, but it's seven one eight two nine zero three six six zero seven one eight. Two nine zero three six six zero, and uh, I keep my ringer off. But please uh, uh, leave me a voicemail and make sure not only to leave your name and say you're from away, but please leave your phone number, even if you think that I already have it. You know, my topic for today is either hope or what choice are you going to make today? You know. Uh, uh, for abstinence uh, or to save your life. Thank you so much for letting me share. I pass.